Hello, this is Nigeria Daily. My name is Lilian Ogazi. The 2023 general election in Nigeria has remained one of the historic and dynamic polls in the country's political history, with strong participation from the youth and emergence of third forces that made strong statements during the process. Barely nine months after the election, the judiciary has sacked at least four governors, despite arguments from the parties. In every election cycle since 2003, at least one governor has been removed from office by either the Court of Appeal, which is the final decider in cases emanating from governorship elections before 2011, or the Supreme Court, where the cases now terminate. In the just concluded election, Plateau State, Kanu State, Nasarawa, and Zamfara have seen their governors sacked. What does this say about our democracy? Is it getting stronger? A political analyst educates us. Well, it says a lot. It depends on how one looks at it. On the one hand, part uh, of the normal process, of, uh, I mean, it's part of the democratic process. Mm. Because uh, whosoever is not uh, happy about the outcome of the election, those who participate have the right to ventilate their grievances rather than take the laws into their hands or research on what side the case is got. And you know, education has to be a very important side, and that's true. However, beyond that, we must accept the fact that, particularly in recent times, many Nigerians have a on who some on the practice. There are a lot of criticism and outright injection of some of the outcomes situations. Many people believe that what is actually uh, a judgment that are more politically motivated rather than uh, flowing from the point of view. Uh, so many people are fighting uh, political oh, okay. Then there is also the very strong feeling that uh, our secretary uh, is a court independent democracy. Yes. That is in many, if not most, electoral outcomes are actually decided in the court. And it is quite uh, disturbing. So, what is happening now is many contestants actually prepare, not necessarily for election alone, mm-hmm. but also for the inevitable uh, legal contest that uh, will follow the pronouncements uh, of the election. Mm-hmm. So, our democracy is very strongly. Okay, but you, and the points where you made, where you said that most people prepare more for the court than for the election itself. I mean, is that in a good? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because it looks like no, no, no. It is, uh, it is not a good thing. If our electoral process has been smooth, mm. if uh, it has been uh, transparent, great, uh, and outcomes, okay. but because the process this much mm-hmm. uh, elections are not always uh, fair uh, and credible. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and a situation where outcomes of elections are always or almost always justified by the participants, mm-hmm. not to go for democratic law and constitution. 
So you're saying that this uh, this does not make our democracy stronger because some people have the opinion that the not. fact that people are going to court makes our democracy stronger. No, people can go to court as part of the democratic process. Okay. I, I, I admit, but the, but the frequency, the okay. high frequency in every outcome of the electoral process means that the process is not credible. Yeah. It also means that the election management both seriously uh, suffer from some kind of handicap. It yeah. also shows the low level of our political culture because good sportsmanship is one of the attributes of our members of the social, I mean, uh, political culture. But our own members of the political culture are hardly by this uh, also places on due pressure on our judicial system. Yeah. Okay. And this, yes, yeah. and this, uh, the judiciary open for activation of partisanship and corruption. So, however, what makes that is frequent or is tendency to simply uh, 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 reject outcome of the election across the court. That was Dr. Umar Kari, a political analyst. You are listening to Nigeria Daily. We'll be going on break. Do stay. <laughs> It's enlightening. It's incisive. It's analytical. It's entertaining. It's educating. It's The Bearing, a podcast from Daily Trust addressing issues that have direct bearing in your life. Join us every week on www.dailytrust.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash daily trust. On Twitter at twitter.com forward slash daily trust. And on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash daily trust. To listen in, join us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. You're welcome back. This is Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust. In this episode, we're looking at what the sacking of governors by courts and tribunals mean for our democracy. Now, before we went on break, we spoke to a political analyst who told us what this meant. According to him, the sacking of governors by tribunals and the regular going to court is not good for our democracy. To run for election in Nigeria, as you raise the money you need, now in billions of naira, remember one thing, divide the money into two one for the elections, and the other for legal matters. If you win, the loser will take you to court. And if you lose, the winner will take you to court. If the winner had the money for the election and no money for the legal matters, his fortune would be reversed. Three sets of people now decide on the leadership for Nigeria. The voters, the lawyers, and the judges. According to our political analyst, this is putting too much pressure on the judiciary system. Is that true? With how many cases that have been leveled before the judiciary? Has election cases made the judiciary stronger? Well, let's hear from a legal practitioner. So my name is Mutiu Akisonya. I'm a lawyer. I disagree completely. Um, the, the electoral process has faces. And um, part of the processes is that the judiciary will also have the opportunity to look at what has been done. So the judiciary itself is also a major stakeholder. Okay. Uh, people will always be aggrieved with um, whatever may have transpired. And they need a platform to be able to express their grievances and 
be able to get justice. If you look at um, all of the cases, um, I'll just take two of them. The case of um, Plateau State, um, the governorship appeal, and that of Tano State. Mm. You will find that it is not even a debate over who won by majority of lawful votes cast. Mm. Basically, the impunity by some very few persons within some political parties that has led to their party losing um, at the Court of Appeal. A situation where, for instance, a, a court gave an order and the political party flaunted that court order. They're refusing to obey an order that says conduct uh, what congresses, conduct local government congresses, conduct state congresses to be able to elect your leadership. And they refuse to do that, mm. but they prefer to just go uh, somewhere and two people will become leaders of political parties. Mm. So that's an abuse of the entire democratic process. And some persons who are aggrieved. So if they are aggrieved, where do they go to? They have to go to the courts. It's mm. only the courts that will be able to adjudicate and lay all of the matters to rest. Okay. So the judiciary is a very, very important stakeholder. It's a very important aspect of the entire process. Okay. And we cannot do without them. So, so far now, do you think the presence of the judiciary and how much we're seeing people going to the judiciary, you know, to adjudicate and take up cases and, you know, want to revisit election matters, do you think this has strengthened the judiciary? Because like it or not, it has increased over time, starting from when we started election and democracy, it has increased. So do you think this has strengthened the, the judiciary over time? Yes. Um, you, you, you see, I think it's not a question of whether it has strengthened the judiciary. It's a question of whether it's has strengthened our democracy and mm. of whether it will continue to strengthen our democracy. Okay. I think one take home from some of these judgments is that going forward, mm. people must learn to do the right thing from the grassroots, right? Political parties, even before they field candidates, they must ensure that the candidates they're fielding are candidates who are qualified. Mm. Political parties also make rules for themselves, or when the constitution puts on them certain responsibilities, they must also discard those responsibilities following the rule of law, following what the constitution has said, what the electoral act has said, and following whatever order any court of law has has ordered that they follow. That was Barisamitu Akinsoya, a legal practitioner, speaking. Hmm. And that wraps up the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Lilian Ogazi. Bye for now.